Happy Thanksgiving, all you nostalgic ex-girlfriends. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert, and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanWell.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. This week we're discussing Season 4, Episode 12, Radar Love, a title that I don't really understand. I was just about to say, did I miss something? I, I, I don't know what this is. I don't know to. it. I don't know it either. Okay. Maybe we'll figure it All out right. as, we, Maybe we will. as we talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. Let's do it. This episode originally aired on November 24th of 1993, just in time for Thanksgiving of yes. 1993. Yes. I was but two years old saying no to mashed potatoes because I was a crazy kid when i was two yeah. and i didn't like yeah, mashed potatoes is, i i can't wrap my mind around that that's nonsense it's my favorite food yeah like, i know it's it's in my top three i'm it's well aware of my top three favorite foods i've dined with you many of times and i <laughs> i'm aware of that fact all right uh we uh let's start out with a death yeah so <laughs> sad news get the death out of yeah. the way uh november 21st bill bixby american actor from things like my favorite martian and the incredible hulk uh died from cancer at the age of 59 yeah, that that's a sad one too because I'm 59, obviously so young, and Bill Bixby was just so compelling to watch. Have you ever seen any of the original Incredible Hulk series? Just pictures. I haven't seen any footage. There's, uh, I mean, it's very much in the style of like a, a Quantum Leap or The Fugitive. You know, it's more about him going from town to town, kind of on the run as Banner, um, and of course Lou Ferrigno would pop in as the Incredible Hulk. But and spoilers for the Incredible Hulk series from the 70s and 80s here. Um, this. <laughs> It ends because there were TV movies afterwards, and the last TV movie that happened has Banner falling out of a helicopter and returning back to Banner form just before he lands, so, like, killing the character. And it was kind of a cliffhanger, and they never got to resolve it because Bill Bixby died. Oh, no. So Rough go. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of an odd ending for uh, those movies, but that's what happens. Movie-wise, November, to keep the good times rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. November, November 30th, Schindler's List uh, came out, an American historical drama film by Steven Spielberg starring Liam Neeson, sorry, Liam Neeson, Ben oh, Kingsley, yeah. and Ralph Fiennes. Uh, do you, uh, I don't anymore, but I think I used to get Liam Neeson and Ralph Fiennes confused. Oh, Sometimes. No, I, I don't I anymore. I feel like I have I a good handle on it now. But especially when they're like 90s, those two. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, have you seen Schindler's List? Weirdly, no, I have not. What? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, sorry. It's, a, it's I mean, it, it sucks to watch, but it's very yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, take that for what it's worth. I, uh, yeah, I on will. TV, the Food Network debuted on November oh. 22nd. Okay. Still going strong today. Yeah. November 26th, Cartoon Network put out its first original series, The Moxie Show. Never heard of it. Oh. No, me neither. And on Nickelodeon, we got The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh, yes. A show I have heard of, but never seen a second of. My wife was a big fan. It was never one that I got into. All right, then. Music-wise, mm -hmm. November 23rd... <laughs> Doggy Style, the debut album from Snoop Doggy Dog was released, and it was Billboard Album of the Year in 1994. Like, is Snoop Dogg the most famous musician who is known by people who have never heard one of his songs? Because I feel like mm. everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is, even if you've never heard, that, like, music. I kind of feel a, like... Yeah, that's that's a good choice. I'm trying to think of... He's carved out a niche for himself, certainly. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, uh, November 20th, Luke Perry, Dylan, as you know, uh, yes, weds yes. Minnie Sharp at the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills. Oh. In real life, he got married. So he's a married man by the time this episode drops. Yeah. November 
top-seeded German tennis player Steffi Graf wins the WTA Tour Championship. I'm not... I. How do you say that name of the person that was beat? Ar- oh. Ar- Arangsta Sanchez Vicaro, wow. I guess. You Vicario. Just, you just said that so easily, like you've said it a million times. Yeah, well, yeah. And on November 22nd, Neil Simon's Laughter on the 23rd Floor opened at the Richard Rogers Theater in New York City for 320 performances. Simon was name-dropped by Dylan in this episode. Oh, yes, he was, when they're in the kitchen, when Brenda uh, says she got the role in the play. Yes. He's like, who wrote it, Neil Simon? <laughs> uh, all right, Nick, let's go beyond the zip code. Okay, well, geez, this is a downer episode, I've got to say. <laughs> I know. You know, we've just been we've just been watching Peter Mark Richmond uh, as Lawrence Carson in, in many episodes of uh, the series. We haven't seen the last of him on the show, but on January fourteenth of twenty twenty one, just days ago as we record, Peter Mark Richmond uh, passed away at the age of ninety three. Uh, so we've talked a lot about his work in the recent weeks because uh, uh, we've given listed his credits as he appears on the show. But with credits ranging from 1953 to 2016, Richmond was known for his voice work, including voicing the Phantom in the animated series The Defenders of Earth. Uh, lots of voice work, uh, lots of genre work, as we've discussed, but he was also known as playing an older Peter Parker in the Spider-Man animated series. He had long-running stints on series like Dynasty and Santa Barbara, as well as a memorable run as Chrissy's dad, the Reverend Snow on Three's Company. His last major film role came in 2011 as Senator Mitchell in the Danny Glover film Mysteria. My, 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 Mitchell? Different. Oh, okay. Different. Gotcha. All right. It's yes, funny because news, I... But I, it's, uh, it's interesting. Like, you sent me that, and I was like, oh, crazy. Yeah. We're just now talking about those I know, episodes. I know. Well, it's funny because I think that... Uh, I got that like as a Google alert because I had just been like researching his film credits to put in the Condor <laughs> segment. So it was like, oh, hey. Wow. So, yeah, but it's, it's odd for that to pop up just as we're discussing this character. But, yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, this episode is not as much of a bummer as the, no. the news was. So let's, no, it was, uh, no, it's not. let's look at the synopsis. Radar love. It's Thanksgiving, and the gang descends on the Walsh home once again, all except for Brandon, that is. He set out on a camping trip only to wind up on a cable car with none other than Emily Valentine. Uh, uh, Meanwhile, John Sears is still a horrible person, and Andrea bumps into Jesse at a Ruben family gathering. Yeah. A lot going on. I know. All right, Nick, take us beyond... No, take us to... (laughs) Shall we see who's living in Beverly Hills, Kendra? Yeah. Would that help you? Let's do, Let's do it. Let's do it. This episode was directed by Paul Schneider, written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. Lots of recurring players this time around. We have Angela Espy, Matthew Peretta, Brooke Thies, Mark Damon Espinoza, Robert Lee Shock, Paul Johannesson, and the Peterson twins, all returning as Jackie Taylor, Dan Rubin, Leslie, Jesse, Keith, John Sears, and little Aaron Silver. We also see the return of Christine Elise as Emily Valentine, a character we have not seen since the season two episode, A Walsh Family Christmas, almost exactly two years ago from, from where we are here. Yeah. We have a few new recurring characters, uh, and that includes Mark Ryan, who is the new uh, frat house president, I guess. Um, Mike Ryan or Mark Ryan? Uh, Mike, yeah, no, it's Mike Ryan, yeah, played okay. by Brandon Douglas. Uh, Douglas is best known for his role as Dr. Andrew Cook in the long-running series Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Kendra, that seems like a show your family would watch around the dinner table. Was your family into Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman? You know, my dad probably was, but I, mm-hmm. I've i only seen snippets. Yeah, I've never really that watched it. Okay, all right. We have Melissa Christopher as Rosie. Uh, she also appeared in shows like The Nightstand, The Crew, and Home Improvement. Arr! Have you seen all this talk about a home improvement reboot? Speaking of reboots? No. I guess I don't well, care about that. <laughs> just, <laughs> just because Tim Allen reprised that role on Last Man Standing, so he played both his Last Man Standing character and the Tim Taylor character from Home Improvement, and there was a little bit of uh, a hint that maybe uh, Home Improvement's coming back. So ah. I guess we'll see. This is so off topic, but I'm just going to tell you that my wife and I just finished the reboot of Mad About You. They just did a 12-episode uh, run. So good. Really? Unlike, yes. It was like, I feel like most reboots have done like a take on the original, like Saved by the Bell, for example. This could not have been more 
like just the next episode in the series and I was all there for it. So Yay. Oh, that's always of, nice when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a fan of OG Mad About You, check it out because really it's just like twenty seasons have aired that we haven't seen and they're right back to it. So it's crazy. Uh continuing with our guest cast here, we have AJ Langer as Denise. This actress, as soon as she showed up, I was like, Oh yes, I've seen her in one million things. And she is just a guest star on a million different things. But uh, probably best known for some longer, longer-term roles on shows like My So-Called Life, It's Like You Know, and Private Practice. It's Like we, You Know. Yeah, that, isn't that a 90s title, if ever yeah. you've heard one? As the Rubens, we have William Wellman Jr. as Dr. Rubin, best known for a lot of early westerns. He was in shows like Rawhide, Laramie, Have Gun, Will Travel, many, many more. Uh, we have Alexandra Kenworthy as Mrs. Rubin, and this was interesting because... Now, I actually looked this up. Like, I, I did the guest cast before I watched the episode, and I'm glad I did because this actress, Alexandra Kenworthy, is best known as a voice actor. And knowing that, when you listen to her speak, you can totally hear it. Just like her cadence, the type of voice she has, you can see, oh, yeah, voice actor all the way. She was Azonia in classic Robotech and is uh, voiced characters in pretty much every iteration of Robotech over the years. She also voiced the Queen in Captain Harlock and the Queen of a Thousand Years, plus Mrs. Kusakabe in My Neighbor Totoro, and Osono in Kiki's Delivery Service. Many, many more voice acting credits uh, across her career as well. Mason Totoro. That's why I included it. <laughs> we have Bill Cross as Curtis, best known as Commissioner Samuels on Days of Our Lives, plus films like 48 Hours and Near Dark. I have nothing from IMDb, uh, which is a bummer because, you know, I'm always bummed when they don't tell us what the original music was. But yeah. it's funny because the picture they show on IMDb for this episode is a, just a picture, a face shot of that random girl who of, sees at like, the gas station. Oh, I believe Valentine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seems like a yeah. weird choice, but okay. It's strange, yep. <laughs> All right, well, should we get into the episode? I would love to, Kendra. And this is one that we don't have to cringe at every five seconds. Oh, I also wanted to mention, I, I told you I'm rewatching Gilmore Girls, and yes. they uh, there's a Donna reference. And I was like, oh, really? I get this reference now. What was it? What was the reference? Uh, they were. It was a conversation about uh, sex before marriage, and they oh. uh, name-dropped Donna. So. That was a that was a very big topic yeah. back in the day. The yes, more Donna, so. I uh, the more I rewatch Gilmore Girls, the more references I get every single time. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. There is uh, I don't I don't know if you follow this, but I I often see this uh, this Twitter um, this Twitter account called Poor Donna. Oh yeah. And all they do is it's at Donna storylines. All they do is just summarize Donna's storyline from every episode, and it cracks me up every time. So I, I if, often if you don't see follow retweeting this, that. it's funny. I do, yeah. I retweet it from the 902 and here we go uh, uh, Twitter, but it's a very funny to, to look at, it, especially if you're familiar with the episodes, because you're like, yeah, that's pretty much what Donna did this episode. It makes total <laughs> sense. So shout out to our friends over at, uh, at Donna Storylines. But anyway, let's do it. Radar love. See if All we can figure right. out what the heck. Yeah, we're starting at the Walsh house, and uh, Brenda's informing Jim and Cindy of Brandon's absence, and Cindy's very worried. She wants to call the police, but um, yeah, they say big reactions. Big reactions to an adult man going on an overnight trip. Yeah. <laughs> they say he'll be, you know, Jim and Cindy are not Jim and Cindy. Jim and Brenda are like he'll be fine. He'll be home for Thanksgiving. Don't, right as it. soon as they said that i was like uh-uh no no nope. way will brandon be home for thanksgiving <laughs> cut to uh brandon he's on the road in his yeah. uh convertible yeah gotta be gotta be tough on gas traveling in that car yes right? i would think so it's a real guzzler and the funny thing was we get a shot of his gas tank this is why he pulls off where he does uh and it says it's on e Here's the thing with cars like that, Kendra. Modern cars, when you hit E, it really means, like, you've got about 30 miles you can drive. Any car prior to, like, 1990, like, you hit E, you're done. If you, <laughs> no more. If you hit E, your car stopped five miles ago. Like, that's how much there's no overflow in those tanks. So he would have been stranded on the side of the road, for sure. <laughs> Well, luckily, he makes it to a gas station. He does. He and makes as it. he is yep. filling up his tank, he sees a girl across the way. Yeah. And he thinks that it is Emily Valentine. 
Now listen, I need to did I think it was her in the I long shot. I think it was. I think okay. they they put her in there because I think it so. looked exactly like her, but then he runs after the girl and uh it's not her at no. all. And she's like, oh, I thought I was about to get lucky or whatever. Know, which is not you know. what I would if a guy was chasing after me at a gas station, yeah. I would like I would not stop. I would you wouldn't drive, feel comfortable. I would no, drive away. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. What if he was? What if he was wearing all denim and had uh, dark oh, sunglasses well, on? Well, in that case, would you consider it. No, but I'm. I'm glad that you confirmed that because I watched this one on my phone and I was like, "Oh, that's Christina Lee's." I'm pretty sure, but it was so small that I'm I couldn't be sure. It was. Yeah, I think so. Next scene is at the Keg Alpha meeting. They are putting together a Thanksgiving dinner for the. Is it Downey or Downing? Oh, I think it's, it's Downey. Downey. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Downey House, which is a house for um, like young troubled women who may be pregnant or you know have run away. A great, I great place John to send Sears, the kid guys I want to. John Sears to be in prison. Okay. I want I'm him just to get everything in everything injured. he does and says in this episode. I just want to go into the screen and punch him in the face. It's awful. So they're uh, they're talking about who's doing what. Kelly and Donna have stuff that they're in charge of. And after the meeting, John is talking about like, oh, last year I hooked up with this one girl there. Like talking about hooking yeah. up with these the troubled women at this place yeah. who are yeah, like well, in the... young. 15, like 16, 15, yeah. 16, yeah. Yes. Yeah, somebody asked him about that and he was like, old enough, you know what I mean? Ugh. Ugh, go I, to jail. I think the name of the game for Steve in this episode for the writers was how can we redeem Steve? Absolutely. I felt that <laughs> They're strongly. like, let's make yeah. everyone else look worse than Steve and let's give Steve yep. something good to do. Yep. Because that's again, I really feel like this this goes back to me saying I think that they had intended to do something more with that storyline and they backed away from it. But as is, they're like, well, we still have to like basically rehabilitate steve in the viewer's eyes well the whole episode he i'm just gonna say yeah no i mean because the whole episode he he does not approve of any of the stuff john and the guys are talking about he's like partially the hero in this story so i think they had to uh do some damage control there for steve um so steve kind of you know, makes a jab at John about that. And he's, he's shut down pretty quick there. John isn't treating him. He's treating him like a pledge now. And he's like, pledge, shut up. You can't talk pledge. Go do this. Well, I think in part, I think in part, the reason why he was, I mean, I don't think he's ever been nice to Steve, but I think John at least recognized the fact that Steve and Kelly were friends and he was still trying to like bed Kelly because he's a monster. And so I think that was part of his reason for treating Steve a little nicer than he has. But at this point, I think he's just like, I hate you and all of your friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Donna talks about she's going to Houston because that's where her parents live now. So she's going there for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kelly is really not looking forward to just a boring Thanksgiving with it's just going to be her, Jackie and Aaron. Yeah, screw um, them. <laughs> well, and Jackie is not that great of a cook as it's no. made very clear. No. Uh, Donna suggests that she asked Dylan to come over for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Kelly sees him like, go. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's just a room with a arcade machine in it and that's where he Kendra, is. Kendra, I'm so glad you mentioned it. Dylan was playing ESWAT Cyber Police, a Sega game that came out in 1989. I have definitely played this arcade game. I was hoping that you would see what it was because I couldn't tell yes. what it was. Cyber Police, ESWAT. <laughs> uh, so she asks him to come over for Thanksgiving and he yes. says no, he's going to go to Baja, catch some, catch some killer waves. And, waves, uh, dude. He's, Bro. he's not really feeling like eating turkey. No, he doesn't want the turkey. Yep. But if he was going to eat turkey, Kendra, who would he eat it with? He'd eat it with Kelly. He'd eat That's it with Kelly. Says. That's what he says. Yeah. I'm sure what he says, and we have to believe him. <laughs> uh, Andrea and Dan are playing chess. And my question here is we like Dan? I don't know. It's just, it's back. just a doomed thing now, so it's kind of okay. just like... Right. Whatever. I like I, I yep. I've already given up yep. on him. So. You're a lame duck, Dan Rubin. <laughs> Get out. Uh so Andrea's taking forever to to do her turn and while she's 
trying to figure out what move she's going to do, uh, Dan asks her again if she's coming home with him for Thanksgiving. And she's kind of nervous about it, but she eventually does agree to go to his house for Thanksgiving. This is this is what boggles my mind here. They have very good chemistry. Yeah. Andrea and Dan. They do. I think, like, you know, he's intellectual like her. They, they have. I mean, they've established pretty strong sexual chemistry. As you'll remember, that jump shot of them, like, doing it was the yeah. most shocking thing we've ever seen but they really sold it and so to for Andre to just be like bored and not seeing it is crazy because not to jump ahead but as we've seen her and jesse together before i don't see the chemistry there but i really like jesse okay so might be anyway me, but anyway. at the moment we are getting along with dan but we shall see if we like dan yeah okay so brandon pulls into a campsite is immediately greeted by their his neighbor, Curtis, yeah. who is there with his family. And Curtis invites Brandon to come over for dinner. We'll take no for an answer. No. Just trust this, is... this random person he's just met. I was trying to think like how I would respond to that. I would not want to have uh, dinner with this random family. My wife, this would be her nightmare. She'd be like, pack up the car. We're going home. This vacation is over. It would probably be mine and mine and Eric's nightmare as well. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I mean, I would, more, I would be more polite about it, but. <laughs> no, he'd be pedal to the metal. He'd yeah. leave your stuff behind. He doesn't like, need that. Oh, is this? Oh, we're at the wrong yeah. campsite. <laughs> I was holding this map upside down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, you like cheese on your burger, Brandon? Yeah, so he they're chit chatting. He beats the kids. Uh, his Curtis's daughter he thinks he's very lame. The kids. What? <laughs> really sounded like you said he beats the kids, but he doesn't. <laughs> he meets the kids. Meets an M. Okay. Mama ma, ma, meets. All right. All uh, right. And everything <laughs> Curtis says, his daughter's like, "Dad, you're so lame," which I yeah. thought was funny. Yeah. And he tells them he's going to, or he like assumes that he's going to see a girl. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how that comes up, but he's Brand, like, oh, he's got he's girl go, problems. Brandon says he's going to go see an old friend and he's like, is it a friend or a girlfriend? And the girl's like, dad, stop. And Brandon's <laughs> yeah. like, well, actually it's, it's a, it's an old girlfriend. So yeah, that's, that's how we get there. Yep. All right. At the down, now I wrote downing. I don't know. At the One of the two. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's downy. All right, at the Downey house, uh, they show up to to set up for Thanksgiving. Yes. For this dinner. John tries to help Kelly carry some stuff, but she blows him off Pass. and Pass. shuts him down pretty immediately. And they are introduced oh. by... Donna. I was going to say, Donna does some solid friending there, oh, where yes. she's like, she doesn't want to talk to you, dimples. <laughs> you know, it was a nice, yeah. nice bit of friending from Donna. Yep. We meet three of the girls from the house, yes. and immediately John is like that one. I choose you. Yeah, and he Ugh. immediately starts creeping on her. Go to jail. They they go in like a separate room, and he's like sitting next to her, and is like, "Wow, you're so strong, and yeah. uh, why are you here?" And like oh, getting like toxic. sitting really close to her and just hitting on her and. Yeah, She's, must be uh, really hard for a pretty girl like yeah. you. So yeah, he's hitting on her, on her and uh, she, you know, she's young and she yeah. hasn't had attention from a right. guy in a while. So yeah. he's definitely playing on that. And yeah. Steve sees this happening and uh, we can tell on his face that he oh, yeah. does not approve. Warning signs, yep. Yep. Back at the campground, it's nighttime now and Curtis and Brandon are sitting by the fire and talking about Emily and... Mm what happened and yeah brandon really goes, lays it all out yeah he just tells the whole story and says i gotta say we have a real cavalier attitude about mental illness throughout this whole episode <laughs> there are so many jokes about her mental breakdown i know yeah i know it's it's kind of crazy i was like i it guess is. enough time has passed yeah that we can all joke about this yeah yeah but anyway so uh curtis is like well does she even know you're coming and he's like nope Hopefully she wants to see me. Yeah. Next scene is at the Walsh house. Dylan drops by to pick up a check. I don't know why mm -hmm. he'd be picking it up at the house. That I seems... assume I assume it's like his allowance from Jim. I know. You know. But you should do all that at the office. Yeah, or like the mail. Yeah. You know. I mean, even in the 90s, I think you could have done direct deposit. But, you yeah. know, what do I know? 
Uh, so Brenda offers him la- some lasagna. I have never wanted anything more than I wanted that lasagna oh, as they were I eating love it. Lasagna. I wanted the lasagna. You know, I never make it. I've never made yeah. it before because Eric, my husband, he does not like. Um, it's ricotta, right? That's in. Well, you don't have to make it with ricotta, but yeah, you yeah. do often have ricotta in there. But why make it if you're not going to use? Ricotta. Oh no, I'm I'm with Eric on that. I don't like ricotta either. I I never want okay. ricotta. Well, maybe I should look at lasagna alternatives then. Maybe you should, Kendra. Maybe I should. Brenda's talking about that she got cast in the school play. Finally, <gasps> pursuing her dream of drama. of acting. Yeah, or stand up comedy. <laughs> and I can't she's remember. like the lead. Apparently, and the play is written by Neil Simon. Is that right? No. <laughs> oh. Okay. That uh, it's written by. Did Pablo write it, or is he just directing it? Yes, yes, he wrote it. The guy who wears all black in their poetry class. A character that I've not seen. No, we have not. Even seen though we've spent a lot of time in poetry class, but... Yep. Pablo's mysterious. He's a beatnik. Yeah. <laughs> As they're talking, Brenda invites him to dinner for Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. And he's like, no, I'm going to Baja. And she's like, you always say that, and then you always come to our house for Thanksgiving. So just yep. come for Thanksgiving. And he Hashtag agrees. Hashtag vibing. Hashtag not over it. Yep, not over it. He just, he's like, okay, I'll be there. Cindy walks in and uh, talks about how she's still worried about Brandon and how he's not going to be there for Thanksgiving. And after she walks away, Dylan is like, okay, Brenda, like, where is he? And she's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) She doesn't know. (laughs) Cut to San Francisco. Right. I think so. San Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the cable car. I saw the bridge, and in my head, I just heard the full house. Golden Gate, yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny, because uh, I saw that and thought, oh, are we at Starfleet Command? (laughs) So it just shows. It's different reaction. It shows our own, (laughs) where our fandoms pull us to. Yeah. (laughs) So he gets to the house where he... uh, has seen that Emily's parents live. Yes. But the person living there says that they moved to Athens, Greece. Yeah. That's a commute. Yeah. I've got to say the, the woman who shows up there is not unlike Emily Valentine and her looks. Yeah. Well now. Yeah. True. With the, Mm -hmm. with the new hair. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. So it's just that, that quick scene. She tells him she doesn't know where Emily is. She doesn't know if she moved to Greece with them. So he's kind of at a dead end. Next scene is at Kelly Donna David's. Andrea is there helping them cook, like bake cookies or something for yeah. for the the dinner. And, and and you learn definitively that Andrea is not in the sorority. Yes, I mean that's how that's how we thought that it was left, but I feel like we've never really had like a clear statement. Uh, but now we know for sure. Yep, she's not. As you've she, long suspected, she says she's, not, she's in not in it, but she she can still help out. She supports the idea. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They talk about John hitting on the 15-year-old because they all saw what happened and uh, how gross it was. Yes. David comes home and uh, Donna's telling him, like, oh, your dad called. You need to be to dinner at blah, blah, blah. And he's really not looking forward to going to dinner with his dad. Nina's cooking. Yep. Her first time. Uh, Andrea talks about she's really nervous to go to Dan's. And she also talks about she's, she's just, like, She's not convinced about the relationship. Yeah. At this point, to me, it kind of feels like she's... It, it feels like she knows it's over, and she's yeah. still drag, like stringing yeah. him along. Yeah, That's what it I feels like so. to me. Yep. I think she she's not convinced of the relationship. She's got one foot out the door. There's no way around that. Yeah. Kelly makes a comment about, you made your bed, now it's time to sleep in it. Yeah. And this is the first Dawn is hearing of her and yeah. Dan having yep. slept together. Brenda then calls and invites Kelly and her family to come to the Walsh house for Thanksgiving. And Kelly also gets David invited, which uh, makes David very happy. Yeah, which I feel like David would have been invited anyway, but, yeah. you know. They all would have been. But thanks, Kelly. Yeah. At the Walsh house, Brandon finally calls to talk to Cindy. And they're chit-chatting about, you know, what he's been doing and everything. And he says he will be home for Thanksgiving. Definitely. No doubt. No doubt. No question. No question in my mind that he'll be there. That's the thing. (laughs) After that, he hops on a trolley and he sits down and the camera pans over. And we see Uh, that Emily Valentine is sitting behind him facing the opposite way. 
Yes, long, long brown hair, but we know it's her because she is wearing a beret. Yes. Yep, so. but her hair is is long and brown. It's long, now. long and brown. Yep. So I thought it was going to be like a they don't see each other thing, and me that too. was going to make me angry. But no, they, they both get up at the same time and uh, will almost walk into each other, basically. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, they're happy to see each other. Back, but, uh, back at it. She looks so much better with her hair like this. She does, but, you know, like... I would have liked a little bit more of like at least a little bit of like a Emily Valentine flair or style, nah. you know, other than beret in one scene, she just seemed like a totally different character to me. Yeah. It's kind of jarring. I thought, but I suppose, I mean, that's probably realistic. <laughs> you go from like a mental break, you know, when you're 16 or whatever to like a more adult character. I mean, that makes sense, but it was quite a change. Well, I was there for it. I know I, I it was much more palatable. Yeah. She looks much more like uh ER Christina Lise. Oh. Then, uh, I don't do one <laughs> So they uh, go for a walk, and she she is wearing like a long trench coat. I feel like that's very yeah okay Valentine. All right. And All right. um, he says that he came to look for her and tells her the whole story about going to her parents' house yep. and everything, and and they share a hug. And then she slips him some ecstasy. <laughs> Back at it again. <laughs> It's because it's okay to joke about her mental breakdown, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's what fine. this episode has taught us. <laughs> what a nut! <laughs> At the Downey house. He called her a psychopath like two episodes ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. Last time I was dating him, it was that psychopath Emily Valentine. Yep. Mm-hmm. This whole time, he keeps saying, I was just going camping, and then yeah. I saw this girl... And I right. had to see you. Right. But he finds that picture yeah, of her picture. in his drawer. It makes it seem like he was going to find her the whole time. I agree. I agree. Okay. Maybe it was subconscious, Kendra. Maybe. Maybe. At the Downey house, they're eating dinner. And uh, there's they have, like, tickets to win prizes. And the food looks delicious. Yes. John is sitting with Denise, the 15-year-old. Let's remind everyone. He invites her to go outside for some fresh air. Oh, great. So they get up and go outside. And Donna and Kelly see this happen, call Steve over and tell him. So Steve goes to tell Mike. We forgot to mention Mike is the new keg president. Yeah, we mentioned it in the uh, in the living in Beverly Hills. But yes, he's okay. he's new, large and in charge. But, you know, they call Steve over and they tell him what happens. He's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? It's like, I don't know, something like what, you know, like, I don't know, whatever, Steve. Yeah. So he goes to tell Mike and then we cut to John and Denise talking outside and it yeah. looks like, you know, he's going to start making some moves soon. Yeah. But then Steve comes out and says, Mike left this plaque that they're going to yes, give that they're, yeah. this award um, back at the keg house and he wants John to go get it. Yes. John tries to pawn it off on Steve to do, but uh, Steve keeps making up excuses. Yeah, Steve's like, well, it's in his room. He doesn't want to pledge to go in his room and I have this other job I have to do and blah, blah, blah. And finally he's like, yeah, we'll be fine. And he takes the girl back inside. Takes Denise, her back takes inside. Her... Yeah, saves and her at this John. point, I'm like, is he making this up entirely? Like, is he just telling John this elaborate thing? Yeah. Because it feels like it, but, you know, we'll get to it. Uh, so that's the end of that scene. Yes, goodbye. Then we go to Emily Valentine's house. Or yeah, and Brandon's abode. like, oh, why don't, why don't you burn everything up? Like you tried to burn up my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we joke. <laughs> uh, they chit-chat about school and life, and uh, yeah. he brings up that it's been two years this Christmas since they last yep. saw each other, which we said. Yep. And uh, this is where we get a lot of jokes yep. about, like, oh, yep. your parents must think I'm crazy. And he's yep. like, well, you did try to burn down my house. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they kiss. They're right back They sure at do. It. They do, yeah. Then in walks... Um, I'm pretty sure, and I, you know, I didn't check this. I don't know about the timeline. But they were, like, living together for years and years. So I think, you know, the the two of them here... Is probably why like Emily Valentine shows up again because there's still that connection because they're like a they're an item in real life so right right I think that's explains some of their easy chemistry yes Emily's neighbor Rosie O'Toole not to be confused <laughs> with Rosie O'Donnell who has been on the show before remember <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell was on oh, Grilling yeah. Donna and David I about their sex about life that. 
Union yes. Patooties. Uh, she walks in and she she's heard of Brandon, so clearly yeah. Emily has yeah. mentioned him. And... I would describe this character as turned up to eleven at all times. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Her research must have been like watch every 1970s sitcom, look at that one neighbor, be Rhoda on crack is what you have to do, yes. Rosie O'Toole. Yes. <laughs> she invites Brandon to stay for Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, something Emily has not done. Yes, and he agrees to stay. Then there's like an awkward moment where Emily's like, oh, if you want to go take a shower, and he like doesn't get the hint for a little bit. And then yeah. finally he's like, I'll go get my yeah. bags. <laughs> and leaving leaving Emily and Rosie to talk. Yes. Um. Then they're talking about Emily's supposed to be leaving. She's supposed to have been yeah. packing to leave. And Rosie's not going to let her not leave. And, yeah, which um, to me is kind of confused. Like, why is she encouraging Brandon to, like, hang around then if she's trying to, like, yeah. get Emily to do whatever mysterious thing she's going to do? Yeah. So Emily doesn't want her to tell Rosie about whatever they're talking about. Or, sorry. She doesn't Emily want Rosie doesn't to want tell Brandon. Rosie to tell Brandon about right. yeah. <laughs> whatever it is they're talking about. Uh, and and she, just in case you forgot, uh, Emily was institutionalized and tried to burn down the Walsh house. I, yes. I know they don't they don't mention it much in the episode, so I just want to make sure you remember I that do. that's a thing yes. that happened. I remember. You do? You got it? Okay. Yeah. All right, take a note. At the Downey house, they give the plaque that was supposed to be back at the keg house. Yes. They present it yes. to Sonia Martinez. I've, yes. I can't remember why she... I don't remember either. For her did, hard work. Yeah, she did something. <laughs> And she works hard. John walks in as, as this is happening, and he's like, huh. And Mike and yeah. Steve are like, I don't know, man. We found it after you left. So th- my question was, was Mike involved at all, or did Steve hide was. the plaque? I think Mike came up with the, the charade and uh, had Steve. So I that wasn't Steve could 100%. Have, okay. Yeah, so Steve could have an out, I think. Yeah. But at the Walsh house, Brandon calls again to say... He won't be home for Thanksgiving. But he said he would. No. He's he having... said it twice, Kendra. <laughs> well, he's a liar. Because he's having oh. Thanksgiving with Emily. And yeah. uh, Cindy is just so very understanding in this scene. Yes. Yes. She's disappointed, though. Yes. Yep. She's not angry. She's just disappointed. <laughs> uh, so Cindy then tells Jim and Brenda that he's having thanksgiving with emily and jim's like i hope he brought a fire extinguisher (laughs) (laughs) and uh jim is like ah she was just a little mixed up like she's fine but cindy is very concerned that brandon's gonna get his heart broken again this reminded me of how much i liked brenda during the whole emily valentine arc because it was like she was the only one who was like she's crazy we all know this right (laughs) everybody's like what are you talking about she's fine you know (laughs) It's like my favorite Brenda arc right there where she was like, I don't know. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Next scene is Thanksgiving at the Walsh house. Everyone is very dressed up. Oh, they are. Do they always dress up like this for Thanksgiving? I don't know, but Jackie comes dressed like Shirley Partridge, hair and everything. (laughs) I know you don't get that reference, Kendra, but she could Uh, not look more like Shirley Jones, the Partridge family. Okay. But she's got like, she's got that like short cropped blonde hair all down, just like Shirley Jones. And she's wearing that like puffy piratey shirt that the Partridge family so often wore. So I saw her and it made me want to come on get happy, you know. <laughs> uh, Jackie and David have a pleasant exchange, so I guess they're doing okay now. I needed a hug. We I needed a hug between yeah. the two. We haven't really seen or heard anything about their relationship in a while, but not in a while. True. I guess they're back on good terms. Yeah, and they do have sort of, like, she's very tenderly says, like, it's good to see you, David, but I needed a hug. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Jim and Cindy come out to greet everyone, and they're saying dinner's ready, and then Dylan also arrives. Oh, Dylan, you say. Yeah, and Kelly is not too pleased that he is there. Uh Uh-uh. And there's a comment about Kelly has good taste, and then she says, except in boyfriends. Yeah. It makes like a snide comment to Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite little quiet moment here is like, she says that and David is standing behind and just like, he's not even in focus, but he like laughs at the awkwardness and Dylan is just like, shut up. Yeah. I just, I like that a lot. It's my yeah, favorite. That's my funny. standout moment of the episode. That was funny. Back at the 
okay this so this is at the keg house this is after their dinner or whatever yeah um steve is playing pool with somebody some, some other, dude some other guy john yeah. then jumps in and is like hey get out of here this is my pledge. game now and you, you have to leave because you're a pledge eat dirt pledge yeah it makes him call him sir and yeah <laughs> you know, he's just a jerk and then yep. he's like did you have anything to do with that whole thing last night sending me away and he's like yeah yeah i did yeah <laughs> And proud of it is what he I, says. I've got to say, I mean, I guess, I mean, I enjoyed Steve standing up to John. It's a weird turn. Like, I, I have trouble gauging Steve's. I don't know, because it's suddenly like Steve is a champion for women. I guess is a weird. Yeah. It's a weird That's turn what for I'm me. Saying. They were like damage control. We, we have to rehabilitate. I know, but like, again, they could have done that. They could have made him like really have learned something from the Laura situation. But it seems like instead they're just being like, no, Steve was always really great about this kind of thing what are you talking about yeah which i think is kind of lame yeah i agree okay andrea and dan are at his parents house and they're uh talking meeting his parents and talking uh -huh. about uh -huh. she she was going to be a doctor but then she married a doctor <laughs> <laughs> oh. something like that andrea then looks behind and sees that jesse there he is is serving at serving the bar. drinks yep. our favorite hopeless romantic mixologist is back behind the bar <laughs> so she makes an excuse and goes over to get a drink and yeah. they are taught they both remember each other she speaks some spanish to him she knows how to speak spanish i guess <laughs> which seems a little lame yeah right <laughs> yeah and uh he's kind of asking like oh she's like why would you do that i mean i guess she's trying to like connect with him but like they're having this conversation she's basically like donde esta la biblioteca <laughs> and he's like ah see it's just like come on <laughs> i mean she says something that at least goes yeah, with the conversation I... okay it's not just a random all right phrase. all right okay <laughs> Um, so he kind of asks, like, oh, who do you know here? And then she has to admit that she's yeah. dating the Ruben's son. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't really miss a beat. Uh, no, he doesn't, he doesn't bat an eye. He does notice that she has two of the most beautiful eyes he's ever seen. Yeah, two of. Yeah. I was going to say, I think maybe a more interesting comment would have been if he had said, you have one of the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> really put her she'd be like oh thank you which one which what's the bad one i just think it's a conversation starter yeah and then sure. she gives him she tells him exactly where she lives room number and yeah. everything yeah which i was like wow okay bold. just giving people your room number bold. at your dorm yep so but i uh i like jesse and we've only okay. seen him twice for like two seconds, but I like You're him. You're right. He left a mark on your heart, and yeah, that's fine. He did. All right, back at the Walsh house, Jackie is loving the food, and Cindy's like, I'll give you the recipe. And Jackie's like, No, no, no. Just just keep inviting me. To just eat the food. inviting me. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly is being very cold to Dylan, and finally, uh -huh. Dylan is. And Kelly just excuse themselves so they can have it out. Yeah, they're like, Dylan asks if she wants potatoes or something, and he's like, no. And then Brenda's like, I'll take some potatoes. What? I can't remember what the thing is. Oh, somebody says, like, you don't want something to get, or it's, Cindy says, it's a lot colder than it was last year. And, and Dylan is like, it sure is. And Kelly's like, how dare you? <laughs> then they leave. Yeah, then they leave. And they're having an argument in the living room, but of course everyone can hear in the other room. Kendra, I can never get enough of this. This is one of my all-time favorite tropes, <laughs> where you have a whole group of people hearing a private fight in the next room, really? and they're just having That's to like, one of look around. It cracks me up every time, and it cracked me up this time. I thought Shannon Doherty's delivery of, like, so, would anybody like any cranberry sauce was well-timed and well-delivered. <laughs> so they're, you know... They're arguing, and Dylan is like, listen, I feel like you've been stringing me along. Like, you said you wanted to see other people, but yeah. then you keep, you know, coming back and acting yep. like you want to hang out with me. Like, it sucks. <laughs> and he's like, I just wanted to be with my friends for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. But he, she Wait. feels like he should have told her that he well, was. He should have. 
That's the yeah, thing. I agree he's, with that. He says that he likes he likes Cindy Walsh's turkey better than Jackie's, and she must too, otherwise she wouldn't been here. I really thought it was going to be a situation where he was going to be like, look, Cal, I knew you were going to be here anyway, so whatever. But the thing is, like, he's right that she's been stringing him along, but also he blindsided her, and he did it on purpose. So, like, he doesn't get a free pass for that, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay. He should have thought with his He should have. All right. The last scene is back in San Francisco at Emily's. She completely burned the turkey. Yeah. More fire jokes here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love it. And they decide the they're going to get... <laughs> the darkest day of her life is uh, fodder for even the smallest of jokes. <laughs> uh, they decide they're going to go get pizza. Yeah. So Brandon like goes to get his coat or something. Rosie and Emily are talking and she thinks Rosie thinks he's just the cutest, sweetest thing. Yeah. And uh that that Emily is in trouble because of Emily's got a whatever is going on, yeah. we don't know. He's, he's sleeping on the couch, but that's not gonna last a long time, says Rosie O'Toole, neighbor <laughs> to Emily Valentine. And Rosie's like, I think you need to tell him the truth. And she's like, truth. Okay, I will, but not today. Yeah. And then she goes to kiss Not Brandon and Rosie looks after her sadly. Yep. Worryly. Poor Rosie. Poor Rosie. And it, that's the end. I, it was kind of a, an abrupt end yeah. to this Thanksgiving episode, I thought. This is sort of like, um, the the feel of it is kind of like when Steve went off to Albuquerque to find his family. Yeah. It's like, it's not technically a two-parter, but it feels like it, you know? Yeah. And that's that's kind of how this, it feels very unresolved because Brandon's still off with Emily Valentine and there's still secrets. So it does feel like a part one, part two scenario. It does. Uh, I feel like the last two episodes, I mean, the Vegas one was just like chaotic and not great. And then the last episode obviously was like garbage. But I liked this episode, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, this is definitely coming back to to good form, I think. I feel like people are acting the way humans act again, and like it all, all the storylines are kind of making sense to me. Though I do, I do feel bad for uh, Donna and David, who have not had a thing to do in so long. Especially Donna, especially Donna. We, she the does last not have a... David storyline we had was him maybe taking pills to stay awake. Right. Yes. Is he still DJing? We don't know. No, I... I don't know. I mean, Been I guess he is because he was doing the take back the night. Take thing. back the night. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I I think they Donna and David are falling through the cracks a little bit, and I think maybe it's because they've made such a big deal out of them not having sex that there's only like how long can they drag that out if they're giving the right. full stories, you know? Right. Yeah. So maybe they're just trying to make us forget about it for a while. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would kind of argue that Brenda also has not really... I mean, the the Stuart stuff was her storyline. Yeah. You know, but that was also sort of like... It always felt very separate from the main plot. Yeah. Like, I feel like Brenda has not been integral to, like, group scenes in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, regardless, though, I mean, I think this episode holds up. And this is one that I would I would be fine to watch again. Yeah. I don't... I Listen, I don't... I didn't have any desire to see Emily Valentine again. But I... I mean, it felt a little unfinished, didn't it? It didn't feel unfinished to me, but I, okay. I'm much more. I mean, I guess we'll see where it's going, but I, yeah. I was like, oh, this is so much better. <laughs> it's. I think before. they waited. I, I don't really think this was the plan. You know, like, oh, we'll bring back Emily in a couple of years. But I guess how I felt like we left it prior to the Christmas episode. We hadn't seen her in several episodes, and that felt kind of final. Then when he goes and sees her in a Walsh family Christmas and they kind of like get over the problems that they have, that to me sort of felt like a like a dot, dot, dot kind of ending. Hmm, so interesting. I, I don't really think it was the plan and I don't think I would have missed it if it hadn't happened. But I also can't really complain that she's back, mm-hmm. you know. It's at least nice nice to have Brandon have a little bit of continuity because, like, especially in the first two seasons, it was like a girl of the week situation for Brandon. So for him to actually, like, have any kind of follow up on that, I think, is is good for the character, you know, even if I don't particularly like the Emily Valentine character. (laughs) What's your 90210 snap, Kedra? I think for me, it's going to be Andrea giving her room number to to (laughs) Jesse. That just shocked me. (laughs) Yeah. 
I I think I would maybe give it to the kiss with Brandon and Emily Valentine. Like we yeah. knew it was going to happen, but the way the way that it happened, I think was kind of surprising. Yeah. So I got to give it there. Definitely dramatic. It was. It was. We are about halfway through the season at this point, so uh, we're we're really cooking. We're really cooking right now. Cooking with gas. We are. Kendra, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the host of How's Things, the new official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find it at soundcloud.com slash allthebooks or anywhere you get your podcasts. I have a lot of cool interviews that, that I've been doing lately that I've had a good time with, so people should listen and see if they also have a good time. Uh, for the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the co-host of Comic Book Coffee Break, where Eric Mickles and I sit down every week and chat about the things that we've been reading and watching. Definitely going to be talking about WandaVision, uh, on this upcoming episode, Yay. WandaVision episode two featured Emma Caulfield, who is a major recurring player in the later years of 90210. You haven't met her yet, but I was yeah, like, I was hey. Say, I saw you post that and I was like, I don't think yeah. I've met this character yet. No, that's, that's but, uh, She uh, was familiar to me, so I don't know what I know her from. But... She's also in Buffy and I mean, she's she's pretty well known, so I'm sure you bumped into her before. Right. But anyway, that's me. What about you, Kendra? I am Miss Musabox91 online, and I have a website, MissMusabox.com. I am also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week my husband Eric and I look at a different 90s song. And I believe when this episode comes out, the most recent song we will have discussed will have been Blue Dabba D mm. by Eiffel 65. <laughs> Fun to say anyway. The Dabba D part is in the title. so you I, Yeah, you have to. Legally, you have to say it. I yeah. know. <laughs> All right, folks, you can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with lucky number 13 titled Emily. Just Emily? Just Emily. All right. That's it. All right. Well, Did you know, here we go. Did you know she once tried to burn down the Walsh's house? I had heard that, yes. Okay, okay. Cool. <laughs>